0: all right we got a hot podcast lined up we got uh, we got talk about going to a president's house and many more exciting road stories uh, this is the we're having a good time podcast. My name is Dusty Slay, and she is Hannah Hogan. What's up, little Steve? <laughs> All right. We're happy to be back. Uh, we may sound a little more irritated than normal because we just recorded about 20 minutes worth of podcast only to have the computer freeze up and ruin what we recorded. So we'll be trying to recreate funny moments uh, that we've already done. But, hey, we, we've we been on the road, and we got home Sunday. Hannah got home before me, and the power was out. She called me. She was irritated and, uh, but it was also a storm, you know, so I thought, Hey, the power's out. And then, so I came home and the power was still out and I was like, dang, this has been out for a long time. And we got pretty irritated and I couldn't figure it out, but the lights were out. Luckily it was cool outside. The house smelled a little weird because something happens when the power's out, it gets stale.
1: Well, the power had been out for three days and cause we'd been gone all weekend. Power went out on Friday.
0: Okay, well, I didn't want to reveal why the power was out quite yet, ah. but uh, but that's okay. Uh, the house smelled stale, and uh, but luckily, we had these McBailey Candle Company candles. We have several of them, so we lit them, and it gave us light, and it gave us wonderful smells. And if you want light and wonderful smells, then you should go to McBaileyCandleCo.com. They have great candles. They are biodegradable. Soy wax, Uh, they smell nice, they feel good. We got a wick right here that needed to be trimmed, uh, although we did not trim the wick.
1: Yeah, one of the big things that McBailey Candle Co. told us is that as you're using the candle, make sure you trim that wick.
0: Be trimming the wick.
1: Be trimming that wick.
0: Don't trim too much.
1: Mm -mm, Just a little bit of trim on that wick.
0: But trim the wick just enough.
1: Trim it just enough. Give a little tender loving care of that wick. Keep that wick trimmed. Trim it.
0: Keep that wick <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> got to keep that fire going.
1: Yeah, you got to keep that fire going by yeah. trimming the wick.
0: Trimming the wick. So we did not trim it. We if you didn't. got a wick,
1: you better trim it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if you... And uh, so that's what we've done. We have these. Go to mcbaileycandleco.com and use the co- promo code GOODTIME for a discount. They're friends of ours from Charleston, South Carolina. They're great people. So get on it. And now... Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about, uh, on the first time about how I'd gotten a watermelon recently from the Loves, uh, not from Loves, from an old man in the parking lot of a Loves. He was selling watermelon out of the back of his truck. And I bought one for $5. Had a lot of seeds in there. And I, it was one of the best watermelons I've ever had. Had a lot of seeds in there. We don't see a lot of seeds now.
1: I forgot that watermelons even had seeds. Yeah.
0: A lot of seedless watermelons now. And I don't feel like that's natural. I like some seeds in my watermelon.
1: And the impressive thing is, too, sometimes I think that unorganic um, fruit is very large, but I mean, I think clearly this was an organic watermelon with seeds and it was large. It was, it was large. a large natural watermelon just growing in the South's bosom.
0: Yeah, that North Carolina ground
1: mm.
0: where that tobacco used to grow. Probably a little nicotine inside that watermelon. Yeah, that's
1: probably why you enjoyed it so much. Probably
0: so. And uh, so. I had that watermelon, and I've been collecting seeds because that's that's what I do now. I, Whenever I get a good fruit, I feel like I'm going to grow it. I feel like I'm going to be a farmer now. I got farming in my blood.
1: You do have farming in your blood, and I didn't know that you were going to be collecting those seeds because as the days went on, I, I said, why are all these watermelon seeds just being collected in this little bowl? Like what's happening here? And yeah. Dusty had an idea for some sort of garden in the near to distant future.
0: Yeah, I come from a long line of farmers, long line of farmers. And I'm really messing up the genetics here by being a comedian. So I'm farming laughs now.
1: You're first generation cosmopolitan. Yes. I am as well.
0: Yeah. I got a long line. My, my dad's a farmer and my grandfather was a farmer and I assume his dad was a farmer.
1: Yeah, they were all farmers for sure. Farmers, yeah. Mine too. My family too. I'm actually first generation American. Wow. Whatever that, you know what I mean? First generation to live in America.
0: Yeah, we're really doing it.
1: Yeah, it's very exciting.
0: So, and, uh, but I collect the seeds, so I'm going to try to grow some watermelon at some point. I don't know where. I live in an apartment complex, but one day I'll have a house, and uh, I'll be growing watermelon out there. Mm. And let's talk about this, our favorite segment, where we've been, where we're going. Where they going. Where they been, where they going, where where they been.
1: Where we're going, where we've been.
0: All right. It's a good time right (laughs) now. Yes, it is. Yes, It's a fun song. So you go first. Where have you been? All
1: right. So I was just in Indianapolis. I was at Crackers Comedy Club and uh, had a good time there. Um, I was featuring. Sold some merch. Sold some merch. Worked on some new jokes kept myself dry because it was raining all weekend in Indianapolis. It really felt like the ushering in of autumn. Yes. Everything kind of cooled down for the first time, and I enjoyed
0: it. And then it's been cool since then.
1: Yeah, and I love it because I don't know if I've expressed this on the podcast, but I'm about over the heat in the south.
0: Yeah, it gets hot, but I like the heat because when the heat's gone, then it's just gray and cloudy. But
1: see, that's what I'm used to, and I prefer it.
0: I love the heat. I love the sunshine just coming in. Just beating down on you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just really burning you up. Yeah. Sweating. Getting sweaty in your crotch area, so you got to walk like you've been riding a horse. Yeah, you know what I mean, I like. Yeah, that. you want to
1: get that jock then you know it's really yeah, summertime.
0: Exactly. Like if you don't get a rash at least once, and it ain't been hot enough. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. so you had a good time in Indianapolis. Crackers is fun. Ruth Ann's great. Uh, I've always loved going there. Been going there for years. Honestly, I just headlined the first time this year. I'd like to go back.
1: Yeah, she's been really good to us. Uh, she's given me a few dates this year. I went there for the first time with Jimmy Pardo earlier yeah. this year, and then I've been back a couple times since. So we like Ru- Ruth Ann and we like yeah. crackers a lot.
0: And uh, I have been last week. I went to Pittsburgh, Kansas. Uh, I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be terrible. Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought it'd be terrible. I never heard of Pittsburgh, Kansas, uh, and I figured. They probably don't know how to run a comedy show, but you know what? They did. It was in the basement of the Pittsburgh Memorial Auditorium. The guy running it was great. Uh, the show was packed, uh, and it was awesome. Me and Connor Larson, we rocked it out, and they had a great time. And uh, and then uh, Connor Larson went with me. I was talking about this a little bit, about um, he went to school at Florida State, and uh, he went to school with Jameis Winston, who is the quarterback of... Was the quarterback at Florida State, now Tampa Bay. Very controversial quarterback and uh, very good, but had some off-the-field stuff. Pretty controversial. And uh, Connor has some interesting stories about hanging out with him. I won't tell his stories, but uh, it's pretty fun. And uh, Connor did great.
1: Well, I'm glad you got to enjoy them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Connor did great. And and then we went to – The Blue Room Comedy Club in Springfield, Missouri. And that's where Christopher Michael Ray is at. He books a lot of people. He does a fun thing. Uh, I enjoy going there. I've watched the whole thing evolve. I've been there from the very early stages of the Blue Room Comedy Club when there was no backdrop, when the stage was in a different place. And I've watched this club evolve. It's just a room that's attached to a pool hall. But but really great. We had great shows. People. But it's
1: more than just a room attached to a pool hall. It's a great comedy club.
0: It is. It is. I didn't mean that any any way. But I. I mean it's. I mean it is a a, a room.
1: Yeah, it's a good comedy club.
0: But they keep transforming it. They keep making improvements, and it's great. I love going to Springfield. I find the people to be very nice and uh, a little bit. Too many cars with loud mufflers, for man, and not even trucks. It's like Honda Civics with loud mufflers, mm, kind of like thing.
1: Nineteen ninety nine, there. Yeah,
0: there's like a bit of a time warp with those cars. I like that. You're just hanging out on the outside of the pool hall, trying to have some conversation, and here's a loud Wah! thing going by, and then you're like, you have to pause your conversation just to let that. But you know what? We're having a good time with it. Yeah. We're having a good time, and so that's where we've been. Uh, me and uh, we did three shows there, and it was great. Uh, uh, Christopher Michael Ray put me up at the University Plaza, which was pretty nice, and uh, it was like a rodeo in town, so lots of cowboys and cowgirls hanging out there. Oh. And honestly, they did not care for me, I don't
1: think. Oh, really? I thought that would have been your target I know. You audience. Would, you would
0: think. The older men seemed to be okay with me, but any of the younger cowboy people were not not into what I was doing.
1: What do you mean, as a person just walking through the halls, or did they come to your shows? No,
0: they didn't come to my shows.
1: So what interactions were you just having? Just in
0: the elevator and whatnot.
1: Oh, dear, in the elevator. That's really the test of uh, f- a friendship.
0: I'm just saying we weren't making connections like, how you doing? Good, how are you? You know, We weren't tipping our hats to each other.
1: Were you trying to do that? A
0: little bit. I mean, I didn't try too hard. I'm like, I'm going to try as hard as they're trying. Yeah. You know, but the older men, we get along fine. Me and old, because me and older men have the same kind of vibe.
1: You have a real affinity for 70 year old men. I'm
0: an old man vibe.
1: Yeah, you are. You are. You are a 35 year old man. You are a 70 year old man stuck in a 35 year old man's body.
0: Yeah. And I'm 36. So.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> so there's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's heartbreaking though, when you don't do well out in conversations because you're the kind of guy that you mean you go out there, you talk to service industry people, you're taught, but you know, nine times out of 10, you're bombing out there. Yeah, I really see how much people are not receptive to your vibe as, as a guy out there. Oh yeah. Now you do well on stage and you're very charming, but I mean, I mean, just the other day, me and you were having dinner. And you kept asking me to get the server to ask. You kept asking me to ask the server for chopsticks, and I forgot. And I said, "Well, why don't you just ask the server for chopsticks?" And you said, "Because you've been, I've been bombing all day." With so yeah, I was happy
0: I had a rough time. I had a rough time. So that's that's a segment where we've been. Where we're going? Okay. All right. So that's that's out of the way. We had a great. T- oh no, that's where we've been. Where are we going? I'm going to the uh, Center College in Danville, Kentucky. I only have one show this weekend. I was supposed to do the Boston Comedy Festival, and I dropped out of that because I got a lot going on. I got a lot of flights that I've been taking, and not doing – I would be there right now. So not doing that festival really gave me a lot of free time that I needed. I needed some rest. Yeah. I needed some rest, and I'll tell you why we really needed some rest. And then, Hannah, you are going to Huntsville.
1: Yeah, I'm just going down to Huntsville, Alabama, and I'm doing a show there called Homegrown.
0: Great. We got a light weekend. Homegrown's fun. What is that? Matthew Tate? I don't know. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's a good time. Homegrown, Jonathan Craig, Matthew Tate. The whole crew. Yeah. They'll all be there. But yeah, this is why we needed a break. We Our power got cut off because I just forgot to pay the bill. Yeah. Right. I've been running around and I didn't. And Sunday when I got home, I was calling the power company. I paid the bill. I went ahead and paid it because I realized that it needed to be paid. But it still didn't let me know that it was cut off. So I was like flipping breakers and it had been off for two days because we both left on Thursday.
1: Well, what happened was as I said, it was raining all week in Indianapolis. And then when I drove home Sunday morning, it rained all the way drive South back to Nashville. So I get back to Nashville and it's fully storming. It's a, it's a real torrential rain. So I get into our apartment and there's no lights. And so obviously my first instinct is, Oh, there's been a power outage. There's the, the power has been shut off from this rain. Um, and so I notified my husband and I checked to see if there's any reports of right. And she of power was and-
0: like, she was acting a little irritated with me. And I remember hanging up the phone and me and Connor being like, like, it's my fault that the power's out. Right. And, uh, and it was,
1: well, I mean, it I wasn't was. irritated with you. I just hadn't slept the night before. And I woke up at five 30 yeah. in the morning and drove five hours home. And then there was right. no I'm light. Just, so I was just an irritated person. Yeah.
0: I'm just making the joke that we said, like, it's my fault. The power's out when it was my fault that the power was out. Oh, okay. That's the joke. There. Oh, okay. I yeah. understand. Thanks yeah. for running
1: me through that one. I did yeah. that.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying though. It's like, yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like, Like when she got home, I thought, well, you know, it's been storming. The power's out. They'll fix it. But then when I got home hours later and the power was still out and then I was kind of like looking around the apartment complex, like there was lights on in the hallways and like on the other things. And I thought, well, maybe those are like safety lights.
1: (laughs) We're just in denial (laughs) that we, we are this couple that didn't pay our bills.
0: But we've made the comment before standing out in the parking lot that we'll look up and it seems like no one else's lights are on.
1: Yeah, we don't know what's going on with the, with the people in this apartment. You yeah, know? it seems like they go to bed at seven.
0: Yeah, it seems like no lights are on. So I thought, well, maybe. And then I heard a radio on next door, and no one listens to the radio anymore. So to me, that was meant the power was out. Like some guy had batteries and running a radio.
1: And I was – I mean it didn't even occur to me that Dusty didn't pay the bills because, first of all, I don't pay the bills. So I, don't, I didn't even really know that there was an electrical bill, and I certainly didn't know when it was due. So it, I fo- – and because it had been raining, I fully was just like, oh, the power has been taken out. But it became weird that it was hours and hours and no power.
0: Yeah, I mean – and then like I'm calling the power company. I paid the bill. I thought, well, I'll pay the bill. It will come back on, and then it didn't. And then I'm like flipping breakers, like I'm walking around outside trying to – and then I called the police. Not nine, <laughs> not 911, but I couldn't find out who else to call.
1: I told you to call the police. So
0: I just called the police and I was like, you got any power outages in Hendersonville? And they were like, not that we know of. And I was like, oh, OK. So this is – they shut me off. So Monday morning uh, – uh, and so, then,
1: and then later in the night, I had to call my dad because uh, I had a question for my dad, and uh, and I was just telling him about what we're we up to and stuff. Yeah, and she's I was like,
0: like, "Oh, go ahead."
1: I was like, uh, "Yeah, the power's off." And my dad's like, "The power's off." And then Dusty gave me this look, like freaking right. out.
0: Don't tell your dad that your husband can't pay the power <laughs> bill, and I mean, but it's not a matter of money. <laughs> It's a matter of you know just being a responsible adult. So I don't know what's worse that I can't pay the bill, that I didn't get the bill paid because, um, because I forgot, or if it's worse that you just can't afford it. You're like I wanted to, just didn't have the money.
1: Well, and I don't want to say this to um, put you to make you feel weird, but I sense that you felt a little like embarrassed or ashamed or something and I didn't really know why because I was like it's not like we don't have the money you just you know it slipped your mind right. to pay a bill which is human.
0: Hannah wanted me to go to the neighbors and ask them if the power was on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey man. I said we wouldn't talk about this but we had talked about like, "Hey man, uh, your power off?" <laughs> Cuz my power's off. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, nah, my power's on. They're like, okay, because uh, cause, uh, uh, cause mine's off, so this may be going around. You may be next, you know?
1: Just a guy totally oblivious to his
0: this Yeah, my power's is off, station. man. Maybe it's just power grid's got a weird setup. Mine's off. Yours is on? Can to put some stuff in your fridge?
1: <laughs> hey, man. Your wife leaving? Because my
0: wife's gone. Hey, man, did your car get towed? They towed my car earlier today. I didn't know if they were just doing that to everybody. You
1: better watch out because they're just taking cars
0: these days. Hey, man, somebody's been stealing money out of your bank account. Because I got like minus 500. I don't even know where it went. Amen. you crying
1: uncontrollably? (laughs) Every day you crying uncontrollably?
0: Because I've been crying a lot.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Can I come in here and just cry with you? (laughs) I figure we all be crying these
0: days. (laughs) So, power got shut off.
1: Yeah, but then it came on. Dusty woke up 6 a.m. the next morning and then it came right back on.
0: Yeah, called them. They were like... I called him. I was like, I don't know what happened. Seems like my power got cut off yesterday. And he was like, yeah, your power's been off since Friday. (laughs) We cut it off Friday. And I was like, oh, I've been out of town. And he was like, well, we see here that you paid the bill in full. So we'll go ahead and get that cut on. So I just went back to bed and it popped on all of a sudden. And then we were back in business.
1: But the candles really helped us.
0: It really did. We set up candles throughout the room uh, because food in our fridge was bad because the power had been out for a few days. So we had a weird smell throughout the house. But
1: McBailey Candle Co.
0: Yeah, it covered the smell. It gave us a light, and uh, we felt good.
1: Yeah, and it also gave us sort of a, a warmth and a comfort during our mm-hmm. Sunday night of distress. And
0: yeah, because we went down shame. to the Starbucks like a homeless couple and plugged <laughs> up our computers and tried to hack into Hannah's old email. Duh. And then she called her dad and told her dad that the power was out. Yeah. And I was worried that her dad's like, oh, what's going on down there? Yeah. He married a guy from the trailer park and <laughs> power's off. <up. laughs> oh, that's probably going to be our full feed to that battery. That the battery's dead probably. Oh, okay. So that well, we got that bit in. So we got a little bit. Yeah, we got a little bit of video. We'll, we'll figure that out. All right, so now we're back to regular podcast stuff. We've been struggling. We've been trying to get a video going, and also, but
1: the reason we we're we we feel like we maybe slipped on the bill, and is because we've had a crazy, especially Dusty has had a crazy two months. Like it's just been yeah, it's a been lot bad. of travel, uh, a lot of new news, a lot of breaking news in terms of Dusty's uh, job career, uh, mixing it up with you know what's going on with him, and so. And we've just, of course, been traveling on top of that. So it's just been a little overwhelming, and that's why you wanted to take the week off. Yeah,
0: and the Boston Comedy Festival, I mean I couldn't understand exactly, but it seemed like it's a contest. And then if you go in, and if you don't win on Wednesday, then you're out of the competition, right? But I would have to buy – but if I keep winning, then I keep moving forward. So it's like you would buy a hotel Wednesday through Saturday, and then if you didn't win, you're just kind of hanging out there. And I didn't want to risk it. So I didn't, you know, I just didn't want to so I was like I'm just going to take the week off and then I was offered a a gig in Kentucky on Friday so I thought hey just drive up do the gig drive home. So that's what we're doing and it feels good to take it off but I canceled through email but they're still tweeting about me so I I hope they don't badmouth me when I don't come on stage when they call my name. Mm. But I feel good um I also want to talk about uh, the post office. I went to the post office recently, and I always have a lot of trouble in the post office. I'm just trying to mail stuff. But somebody sent me a package in a priority box. So you buy this box. The box costs a certain amount, and then you can mail it to wherever, no matter how heavy it is at that cost. And so I just wanted to reuse the box. So I go into the bank or the post office, and I give the guy my first envelope, which is one C D and he says that'll be three fifty to mail. And I just say to him, I feel like that's more expensive than it normally is. And he's like, well, just count on he said, just 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 figure that they've been doing it wrong and you've been getting a discount. And I was like, all right, whatever. And then he tells me the next one in that box is four dollars and eighty cents. And that makes sense because it's a box. I got some stuff in there. That made more sense. I was like, cool. And then he scans the next box of the same size, which is this priority box. And he says, that'll be $18 and 50 cents. And I was like, oh no, I don't, I don't want to mail that. And then I was like, you can't just, I was like, you can't just treat this box like a regular box and pretend like it's not this priority box. And then the guy got really rude and really condescending with me. He was like, let me try to explain this to you and be direct and he's like you see this box that is a priority box right there and i was like okay dude whatever and then he just kept going and he kept going and i'm like dude i'm fine i don't even want to mail the box i'll go to another place and so i go to the next post office and i ask them can i do it that way and they go yeah that's fine so this guy was just being a pardon the pardon that he's just being a real jackass and uh, and it's frustrating because when people in customer service all you got to do is just do your job. Like, just be a, like, they always act like, like, people that work in customer service act like that the customers are always the problem, but it's not really. I've worked in customer service a lot. It's like most people are just lazy today. They won't do their job. They don't care about helping you, and it's frustrating. So,
1: yeah. And I mean, you always have some sort of sordid tale at the post office. I mean, they're always running you around. And,
0: well, it's just so, yeah. It's like, dude, just, just help me out. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? They got tape setting up on the counter. I'm like, hey, can I borrow a piece of tape? They're like, we sell tape back there. It's like, yeah, I know you sell tape. I bought some in here last time. I just want to buy a little piece. You know what I mean?
1: God, I hate the post I office. I hate the post
0: office too. I that's what happens it's what happens when the government runs things. You know mm. what I mean? I mean, UPS and FedEx are not much better, but. Mm. That's why of,
1: Amazon's taking over, I'll tell you that man That's
0: true. It's true. That's why people don't care that Amazon's ripping off the post office. You know what? You ever see that sketch uh, with Dave Chappelle and the Dave Chappelle show where he's at like the FedEx or like the – it's the best. Yeah. It truly is the best. Mm-hmm. So I want to give a shout-out to Nora, uh, my friend Nora Marion in uh, Newport News. I forgot to give her a shout-out last week. She gave us some peanuts. She gave us some chips from North Carolina. Uh, she, gave, she took pictures of us. She's always – uh, doing nice things and always coming to our shows when we're at Kazi. So I wanted to give her a shout out, say thank you for that. Also, I ran into my friend Matt Spence, who used to work with me at SpectreSide. Um, and he also has quit drinking. I find it interesting that when I used to work at SpectreSide, I drank a lot and I quit and now I'm sober. And, uh, and the same for him. And I ran into a friend down in Huntsville. He also, he still works for SpectreSide. He, he showed up, uh, well, I shouldn't say, uh, but, uh, uh, he showed up to my show and, uh, you know, he had a few beers and I was like, man, Spectracide really does it to us. You know what I mean? It really does it to us. But I got a lot of friends that still work for the company. So I'm not trashing the company. I'm just saying it's a stressful job. You're, you're all over the place going to, I had 30, I had 30 Lowe's and Home Depot stores that I was trying to sell to and getting rejected. And being a salesman is hard. If you, if you should watch, there is a movie called, um, um, with uh, – about McDonald's. Uh,
1: Super Size Me? No,
0: no, no. With uh, Michael Keaton. Oh, uh, I've never
1: seen that, but I know which one you're meeting. It's great. Yeah. It's
0: great. And uh, I'll think of it in a minute. But it's – but I just watched a movie with Robin Williams last night called um, Cadillac Man and where he's a salesman. And it's it's really fun. So salesmen have stress lives.
1: Yeah, Death of a Salesman is one of the classics. What's,
0: what's, who's in that?
1: Dustin Hoffman. It's quite old. It's based on a uh, play called Death of a Salesman. Okay. And uh, yeah, the Willie Loman, classic literature
0: character. There's another one where it's like, I feel like it's Kevin Spacey and I forget what it's called. But it's a salesman. A a 14-year-old boy? No, no, no. It's a salesman movie and it's pretty intense. And I watched it and it's really fun too. Mm. So... All right. So we went to a president's house.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: We went to a president's house yesterday. We went to
1: a president's house yesterday. Yesterday,
0: we were sitting here... And we just felt like we had had media overload. I mean, we're watching TV with our phones in our hands and our laptops in our laps, and I just, I just felt media overload.
1: Yeah, we were overstimulated. Yes. I mean, I mean, I think that's pretty relatable. I mean, sometimes you just have too many devices, you've been looking at too many screens, and you just, it's like it's almost like a ringing in your head. You just need to.
0: Yeah, we detox. just had to detox. We had to get out of there. So we went. To East Nashville, and we went. We walked around a bit, and then we went to a coffee shop and saw uh, Sean Parrot in there. And then we, Sean Parrott told us about the fair that was in town. So we're going to drive down to the fair. So we drove down there. Turns out the fair didn't open till like five p.m. Who knew that the fair wasn't open in the middle of the day? And uh, so we left, and we and Hannah was like, Andrew Jackson's house is here. Do you want to go tour that? I was like, sure. And I don't really know a lot about Andrew Jackson. I don't know a lot about presidents and whatnot. But but we learned. We did. And so we drove down. It's called the Hermitage. And, uh, yeah, it's just his old mansion, and uh, it was pretty fun. We walked the campground or walked the grounds and <clears throat> went into the house. The house was cool. It was fun. Yeah,
1: it's been turned into a museum, but it was a 425-acre plantation.
0: Yes, and uh yeah, I mean there's some shady stuff. I mean, obviously, anytime you're dealing with old uh, rich Americans, I mean, there's going to be slavery involved. So and that's a sad part of it, uh for sure, but you know, it is just the history of our country and basically the history of our world and uh slavery has always played a part throughout the world.
1: Yeah, and Andrew Jackson was way before the Civil War. So this was a long time ago and the cool thing about this house and this mount mansion is; it had a lot of the original artifacts and furniture right. and wallpaper. Wallpaper that's like two hundred years old.
0: Yeah, the wallpaper told like the story of the Odyssey. It was like a yeah. Greek style house,
1: mm-hmm. Greek revival,
0: Greek revival. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: which at the time was very fashionable.
0: Yeah, so they would say that people thought how backwoods Andrew Jackson was, but they would end up they would go to his house and be like, "Wow, this is." Pretty special,
1: yeah. And so we walked. We we got a guided tour in the house, and then we walked around the grounds. And it was kind of what we needed. I mean, it was nature. There was just beautiful yeah. oak trees, magnolias, pine, cedar. I mean, it just you know you were just in a, in a farm basically. Right. And you know what I did like about it was like sometimes you go to you know, southern museums and they kind of shy away from its past a bit, but they didn't try to like be like, this guy was a great guy. I feel like they kind of talked about the history of it being a plantation pretty openly.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was a war hero. Yeah. Basically he won the battle of new Orleans Mm. and he was big part of the revolutionary war that helped free us from England. So,
1: well, I don't know if he was a big part. He was only 13 when that happened, but he was a part of it. And to even be a part of it when you're thirteen. well, is
0: whatever crazy. the Battle of New Orleans was
1: Battle of New Orleans was like twenty years later well, when he was I, an adult
0: well, either way, I watched a video of that while I was in there. He was a big part of that yeah, and it was a British invasion, yeah, yeah, so maybe not the Revolutionary War, but still part of that still keeping the British from from taking over things
1: right. well, even after the Revolutionary War, England and the states were still fighting over territories yeah, you know so um, they were fighting over. I'm gonna
0: say it's all part of the same war,
1: yeah. You know I, mean? I think that's probably fair, I'm but, but at that, that point, but by the time of the Battle of New Orleans, America had been established as like you know, the 13 colonies. Or I whatever. mean,
0: thanks to Andrew Jackson, we have New Orleans that we can go hang out at, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely, otherwise, it'd be fr- it'd be British, yeah. We'd go down there and I don't know, eat uh, eat fish and chips mm-hmm. and listen to the Beatles.
1: Well, it was. F- well, it was the purchase of Louisiana Purchase. It was uh, a lot of French te- territory, the middle of, of what is now the middle of America. It was mostly owned by f- the French. Um, and then they sold it to America because of the Napoleonic Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mm-hmm. think Britain was still trying to get up on that a <sighs> little bit.
0: Yeah, trying to get up in there. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to sneak down into the Gulf of Mexico and trying to take something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? S- sneaky British. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that I'm British. Uh, you know, in heritage, we've traced it back. So I don't want to trash the British too much. That's right. So, and you've been reading a Theodore Roosevelt book here, and you learned an interesting thing that Theodore Roosevelt was doing during his time.
1: Yes, I, I, you know, I, I quite enjoy history, and 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 I've become a little bit fascinated with uh, Theodore Roosevelt, which was a uh, the president at the turn of. Uh, the 20th century. So he became president in like 1902 or something like that. And he became president because McKinley was shot. So he was vice president. McKinley was shot and assassinated. And then Theodore Roosevelt became president. And then he also was elected for a second term. But one of the fascinating things about Theodore Roosevelt was he was really a Renaissance man. He was very smart. He had lots of interests, but during his tenure as president, he was trying to solidify certain spellings of words because back then people were not totally literate, and they were using different kinds of spellings for words. So at that time in, say, like 1906, uh, they would spell bat, B-A-T-T-E, set, S-E-T-T-E, and fish, F-Y-S-S-H-E. There was real inconsistency with spelling, and so Theodore Roosevelt wanted to really nail it down, so he got bat to be officially named bat. Uh, set s e t and fish f i s h but he also had some really weird uh like he he suggested that we we have uh spellings for certain words uh that are really bizarre so he wanted addressed addressed to be spelled a d d r e s s t he wanted depressed depressed to be d-e-p-r-e-s i agree with that
0: let's just put a t on the end instead of all these eds
1: yeah he didn't want any of the eds um yeah phoenix p-h-e-n-i-x snapped
0: oh phoenix yeah why need the o in there
1: yeah actually he wanted through to be t-h-r-u which isn't a bad idea
0: through? yeah yeah that's how we're trying to spell it now yeah
1: yeah so yeah he was a very interesting character I'm trying and, to keep um, it
0: simple out here
1: yeah yeah so he was yeah he was a man of many interests and he was uh you know really changing the game back then with words so the next time you spell bat remember that that reason that it's that spelling is because of theodore roosevelt
0: all right well, history with Hannah.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's probably like no one that's actually interested in that, but I was reading it. I was like, isn't that just I think delightful it's inter- and I fascinating? I think it's
0: interesting. I think it's great. Yeah. I want to talk about this too. And I think that we can say it by name. I want to read this review. We went to, when we were coming back from North Carolina a couple of weeks ago, we stopped, we were going to stop at this restaurant. Now this restaurant has 668 reviews. Um, And um, overall, pretty positive. I mean, it is a... Let's see, what what would they consider it? It has 4.3 stars. Now, that's pretty good because the highest you can get is five stars, and we're talking 668 reviews. So we were like, it's called the Highway Diner. We thought, well, this place is going to be great. But then right before we got there, Hannah found this review... And it says, after seeing all this great reviews, I decided to stopped by on my way to Florida. Now I'm gonna start over and I'm just I'm reading this exactly the way it's written. After seeing all this great reviews, I decided to stopped by on my way to Florida. I was so excited about this place to wanted to try something unique and typical American, but I was so disappointed. Don't get me wrong. It's a diner, and I know that, but food was nothing special, neither. Wow. Prices are good and service, but the horrible smell of this place made me in the head in a second. Oh, all right. Let's see. Wait. But the horrible smell of this place made me eat in two seconds and get out of there ASAP. Once I entered this diner, bad smell hit me in the head in a second. Smells like they never cleaned nor opened the door for fresh air and all flies around your head and food tells you everything. Go to McDonald's or any fast food place on the highway will be better and cleaner than here. Okay? So that's the review we're reading in. But on, that's only
1: one review out of all, uh, mostly positive. Yes,
0: on top of positive after positive after positive review.
1: But the seed was planted, and we're like, yeah. okay, let's keep our heads up for BO, basically.
0: But we, and we pull up, and it looks like a cool, like, 50s diner. Yeah. You know, it's really playing it up, like happy days up in here. But we walk in and the smell immediately hits us.
1: It's, it was B.O.
0: It was B.O. It was stale. But there was like young people eating in there. There was some older was people. Busy. There was a mix of people. So I go to the bathroom and Hannah and Aaron sit down, Aaron Weber. And uh, when I come back from the bathroom, Hannah has a coffee. Aaron has a Coke. They're like – and I'm like, guys. And then Hannah goes to the bathroom and I'm talking to Aaron. I'm like, you guys want to eat here? And there's flies all around us landing on everything.
1: But the reason we we ordered drinks is because of just awkwardness. I mean the waitress came up to us, asked us for drinks, and so we just gave the drink order. Like we – You know, we were just kind of pausing to wait for you to come back from the bathroom to let us know what we were about to do.
0: And then the waitress, once Hannah got back, the waitress came over to us and...
1: I mean, she was just profusely sweating.
0: Bless her heart, but she was sweating really bad.
1: She was overweight and it was... Not that that has something to do with it, but it was like the whole effect of the smell of the diner, the flies around and then this just like waitress that looked like Oh my gosh. And then, she just looks like she got she got a shower of sweat.
0: She tells us about the special. She's like the Sunday special we, we were in there on a Sunday and she was like, whatever the Sunday special was, she was like, It's so good. She was like, I never miss a Sunday. And it was like, Well, you're working. So, so I don't know. I mean, maybe you're always scheduled here for Sunday. I don't know.
1: She was very nice, but that almost made it more irritating.
0: She was so nice. And, but no one was acknowledging anything about the restaurant, which made me think the restaurant was like this all the time.
1: The most disturbing part was really the community members of this town that were all eating here amongst the smell yeah, and I the saw flies. A
0: y- I saw a young couple in there having a couple of milkshakes.
1: Families with children, geriatric people. I mean, it was like it was like this was the spot for the community, and I thought, guys.
0: It was hotter in the restaurant than it was outside, which unless it's wintertime, that's never good.
1: Yeah, it's not a big deal to see one fly in a restaurant, but there was flies all over every corner. Yeah,
0: I mean there's not much that grosses me out. I mean I'm pretty like whatever. There's not a lot that grosses me out, but this restaurant grossed me out. Yeah. I was like there's no way I want to eat here.
1: So she went away and then we snuck out the back door.
0: We gathered up 10 bucks because we had two drinks. I figured that the drinks were 2.25 a piece if she rang them in. Hopefully she didn't ring them in. But if she rang them in it totaled 5 bucks. And we wanted to make sure that she got a tip. So we got, and then so Aaron and Hannah run away. And I give the lady the money and I explain that we're leaving. You know, we're just not hungry, blah, 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 whatever. We're going to get out of here. And then we get to the car and I'm like, Hannah, you got the keys? And she's like, I don't have them. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I gave them to you. She's like, no, you didn't. So I'm thinking, <laughs> oh no, I left them in the bathroom. So
1: you got to go back. So and- I had to go back
0: into the highway diner. The waitress comes up, and I was like, hey, uh, I left my keys in here, I think. Have you seen them? And she's like, no, I haven't seen them. I just clean." And so then I'm like, nah, we had to leave. My wife is not feeling good, so we had to get out of here. And then Hannah calls me. She's like, oh, I found them. I have the keys. And so then I go back out. It was just so awkward. Yeah. Everything about it was so weird. But I'm not afraid to walk out of a restaurant. But usually I walk out of a restaurant because it's too expensive. And it's
1: not that like I, if they charge eleven dollars for an egg salad sandwich,
0: right? And it's not that I can't afford it. It's just that sometimes I go in and I'm like, this doesn't make sense to me. Like me and Hannah went to a restaurant in Canada one time, and they they wanted to give me a one egg, uh, a one egg sandwich, and I was like, for eleven dollars, and I was like, oh no, I'm not doing that. And I just know what eggs cost, you know what I mean. So I'm not afraid to. Me and Hannah, we went to a a restaurant in Germantown. Uh, do you mind if I say this? Yeah, go ahead. We went to this restaurant in Germantown, and we were not dressed up. I don't know what we were doing, but we were kind of dressed down.
1: Or just dressed the way we normally dress. Yeah,
0: but either way, we weren't dressed up. And we were. We walked to this restaurant in Germantown, and we tried to get a table, and the guy was like, uh, we don't have any tables inside right now. And I could see in the restaurant. They were, it was empty. It was tons of tables. Yeah. And he was like, we can set you outside, and I looked outside on the porch, and there was three tables outside, and I was like, cool. That's great. He's like, you don't mind sitting with those other people, do you? And we were like, well, no, we don't really want to sit with the other people, and he's like, well, those are community tables. So the only way they were going to seat us is if we sat with those other people at a community table, and there was two tables still wide open. So we were like, nah, we're just going to go somewhere else. So we left and we kind of laughed. Which
1: seemed like he was relieved that we said that.
0: Yes, yes, totally. And we laughed about it because we felt like we were being stereotyped for like being poor or like not spending money. And we're like we're laughing like we'll, we'll just take our money somewhere else. And so we walked down to this other diner and immediately the diner seats us and we're like, yeah, this is what we're talking about you know, this is our kind of place. And then they bring the menu over to us and we see the prices on the menu and we both just look at each other and we're like, you want to get out of here? (laughs) 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 We're like, this is way too expensive. (laughs) And then we left and, uh, we laughed about how we were stereotyped correctly. Yeah. And, uh, so kudos to that host. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it's like it's not a matter of can I spend fifty dollars for lunch today. It's like does it make sense? And it doesn't most of the time. I mean, we've got some spots we like to go to. We'd like to go to Battered Fried over in East Nashville. They got a they got a nice salmon salad.
1: They're actually low-key kind of more expensive too.
0: It's pretty pricey, yeah. But it's it's great. I love it. Yeah. We usually do it for dinner, not lunch. Uh, but it's like, we've got some spots we like to go to, but I'm just not trying to drop We went to a place recently in East Nashville and dropped like 80 bucks and it was fine. And no alcohol. No alcohol. We just ordered like a couple of appetizers and a couple of meals and it was like.
1: But you're paying so much for like the vibe that they think that they're giving you. It's like one of those like hipster rustic restaurants that think that they're really cool and special and they have some hot new chef that, you know, thinks. And then they give you the plate and it's a small, small portion, portion. Tiny portion. And is it good? Yeah, it's fine, but it's not really that good, honestly. No, no. But then you you're sort of you're paying for the experience but the experience kind of sucked.
0: Right. I think that, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, you go there to drink. That's the thing to do. Because once you get a couple of drinks in you, then everything feels wonderful. You're like, oh, this is such a special place. Yeah.
1: And I can see how that place, like if I was ordering cocktails, it could have been like cool and fun. Like yeah. I'm like getting a little sauced and I'm having these like app like appetizers. That tapas. Are, you know, tapas that are just like kind of tickling my Taste buds along with these cocktails, and then there's like kind of funky music, and there's hot people around, and like the waitresses yeah. are all hot, and you're like, Yeah, I'm a young professional, <laughs> yeah. you know. But mm-hmm. me and you, we were just trying to have a, a nice romantic couple date, but we didn't need out any of those frills.
0: Yeah, I totally.
1: don't need the frills. I just want good food and a quiet environment, totally, and you know, maybe wear a little rouge.
0: Oh, here's a uh, exactly. Here's the thing let's give a little comic advice. Uh, our typical way of advice, not advice, just pointers and tips to, uh, comics that may not been doing it as much or even just share some experiences. And this one, I'd like to talk about hecklers a little bit, Uh you know, you down for that? Yeah. Because I feel like, and this is, I'm no expert on hecklers. This is the way I like to handle things. And most of the time it works out well for me. Thankfully, I don't get heckled a lot. But what what you do get a lot of times and I think it's often confused as a heckler is you'll just get somebody that yells something out. They just want to yell something out. They just want to be part of the show. They think they're being fun. They think they're helping. So what I want to do is just make them be quiet as fast as possible without ruining the vibe of the of the room, you know? Like if they yell something out, you try to laugh it off, you try to repeat it, try to make fun of them a little bit. If you make fun of them, usually they'll be quiet. But we had a, a a situation, a person this weekend uh, in uh, the blue room, and this girl was up front, and Connor had a joke about um, had a joke about uh, going to Canada, and then the girl just starts telling the people at her table what it's like going through Canada, and he was like, "Hey, can you save your PSA for uh, for going into Canada for another time?" And it felt like the room got really awkward, but it was also like he needed her to be quiet. And then she mostly was for the rest of the show. But sometimes you just have to be direct that way and just be like, "Hey, can you not talk? I need to keep going." But then she started talking again during my set. I made this joke about hotels, and I was like, uh, "I was like, uh, yeah, some of the reviews say there's working girls out there, you know." And uh, and I'm like, "I don't know what the problem is." And the the girl goes, "I wish I could find a working man." And I think that she's trying to make a joke about what I'm talking about, so I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure I could find you a working man in here. You paying, you know? And the audience gets it; they're laughing. And she goes, and then I just pointed to my ring. I'm like, I'm married, so I can't help you, but I'm sure we can find you somebody. She's like, I'm married too. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> you just, you know. And she's like, this is my husband. And I was like, all right, well, you're talking about finding a working man. And she's like, yeah, he's he works. I was like, all right, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. I'm talking about prostitutes, you know, <laughs> and it got a good laugh. And then I made a Merle Haggard reference. Uh, they got because Merle Haggard has a song called Working Man and uh, that got an applause break and it was great. But the girl didn't get it. She still didn't get it. Like she was drunk. She didn't understand. She couldn't understand that she was being made fun of. She couldn't understand how she was wrong. And I think in that at that point, once it gets to that place, you just kind of say to them, hey, can you can you stop talking? You know what I mean. I'm gonna need you to stop talking. Uh, but sometimes, uh, you know, I mean, I, I just think the idea is to be polite. Unless you're a rude kind of comedian, like if you're a mean comedian, uh, don't be mean to the audience. Because if you're super nice, I'm nice on stage. I'm like, hey, I got a new TV, you know, and I can't go from hey, I got a new TV to don't talk during my show. Don't say another thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not gonna sound good. But you just want to politely get them to be quiet, you know? Be like, "Hey, we're having a good time," but uh-
1: yeah, because if you can control your emotions towards them, that's what you want to do. Because I know in the past, or I've experienced, I think you have too, where you, yeah, where it gets to a point where you actually get mad on stage. Totally. So your emotion on stage is anger and it can really take you out of your set because now you're you feel contempt for this person and this audience. Totally. And that's going to come out in your in your performance.
0: Yeah, I mean, I actually had that at Crackers one time in Indianapolis, the very beginning of my set. And I've thought a million times how I could have handled it differently and be fun with it, but I I chose to get mad. And I didn't I, all I wanted in that time was to take like 5 minutes, go off stage, Take some breaths and chill out. And it's like, you don't get that. Not only do you not get that, but you're on stage at least for 40 more minutes. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like you got to buckle it up. Yeah. You got to lock it up.
1: Yeah. So always try to be polite and respectful. Yes. You know, and then also maybe even say on the mic, like, hey, like, or try to give some sort of signal to the club. Because if the club's doing a good job, they should be talking to that person or removing them. Yeah,
0: I asked the club to kick this guy out. (laughs) and uh the guy was so muscular like the kid that was in charge of kicking people out did not want to say things to him i said to the guys like yeah you're muscular we know you're you're the strongest guy in the room right but please be quiet you know what i mean just be quiet yeah or move to a different table yeah you're right in my face here because he was so close to me That he could – I could only hear the comments that he was saying to me. The rest of the room couldn't hear them. That's when it's the worst because if if, if they're in the back of the room yelling at you, then the whole room hears it. They're irritated by him, and then your jokes back to him are hilarious. But if they can't hear what he's saying to you, then it's just going to just dig right into your soul. You know what I mean? Just pierce you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's the worst kind of heckler. Mm-hmm. All right, so i got a couple of podcasts. The podcast that I'm listening to a lot is Cocaine and Rhinestones by a guy named Tyler Mahan Co. And the podcast has become pretty popular. It's a lot about country music. And he made a post on Twitter yesterday saying that he wants to do people's podcast in Nashville. He's like, if you do a podcast in Nashville, I want to do it. So I wrote a message to him saying that I'd love to have him on the podcast. And he said, yeah, man. And... I don't know if that yeah man means he's going to do it or he's not going to do it, but I'm going to try to hook that up. But Tyler Mahan Co. is his name. His podcast is Cocaine and Rhinestones. It's fantastic. I think it's so great. If you love history of any sort, I mean they're just fun tales of country music singers. I love it because I love to talk about country music. And then there is a podcast that Hannah uh, has been listening to as well.
1: Yeah, it's a podcast called A Little Advice with Christine Little, and uh, she's a comedian based out of Los Angeles, but she has a really fun podcast um, where people kind of come to her with a problem, and uh, she has a degree in psychology, so she just sort of tries to help them work through it. I was a guest on one of her episodes recently, and she helped me solve my inability to sell merch. And my conversation with her was really helpful and ultimately pushed me in the direction of selling my merch at comedy shows. And, yeah, she she talks to people about sometimes relationship stuff, but more so just really kind of, you know weird little things that everybody has a more recent episode. A guy was really afraid to promote himself on social media, which I know is uh, an issue for some people. So it's, it's mm-hmm. a wide variety of issues and it's fun and it's interesting. And so I, I'd like to give that a shout out a little advice.
0: Yes. A little advice, cocaine and rhinestones, two podcasts to check out. Very fun. Uh, if you want to find out more about Hannah, uh, go to uh, Hannah Hogan, comedy.com or Miss Hannah Hogan on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Hannah Hogan. I am uh, DustySlay.com, at DustySlay, Twitter and Instagram, and DustySlay on Facebook. Uh, We both have YouTube channels as well, Um, and we're going to try to post these podcasts or at least some clips onto YouTube just to kind of get that going. So check us out there. Uh, please go give us a review, give us a like. Actually, I wanna I wanna give someone a shout out here. They um, sent us a thing. Uh, well, there I had it, and then I just want to give them a shout out. This is uh, uh, Brock Trotter. Uh, he gave us a shout out. He gave us a review and a shout out. Uh, he, he reviewed and 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 rated our podcast five stars thank you brock for doing that uh we'd love to send you something send you a cd or share it or something if you send us some kind of address we'll mail something to you we'd love to get you something thank you for doing that and anybody else that gives us a review we'll send you something i don't want to say what we'll send you because uh if we get a lot of them i may not be able to afford it but uh we'll send you something uh thank you very much thank you and we're having a good time